You're listening to True Heart. Amy and Scott Mallon dive deep with celebrities, mavericks, visionaries, and real-life heroes to find out what sets their souls on fire. Get ready for some trockings. Here's Amy and Scott. If you want to learn the secrets to having an amazing life, keep it locked here for today's episode of True Heart because we have Olympic gold medalist Meryl Davis in the house. Woohoo! Well, actually in the in the virtual house. Um, but you know how it goes today. So we are so excited to welcome you to True Heart. We are Amy and Scott Mallon. This is the first episode of our podcast. We created this show for all of you, and we're super excited to chat with celebrities, mavericks, visionaries, and philanthropists about what sets their souls on fire and the impact that they're making in the world. Absolutely. I'm psyched. Let's go. And we want you to subscribe and like our podcast, leave a great review um, wherever podcasts are found. And if you want the full experience, head on over to YouTube and subscribe there. And don't forget, uh, we started a search engine that is this amazing platform that gives back. Uh, we donate 80% of our net profits to charity. Uh, we've bet- we're benefiting six charities, uh, Global Green, Action Against Hunger, PFLAG National, Smile Chain, Four Paws for Ability, and Variety Boys and Girls Clubs. And they are doing amazing work to transform the world. So what we came up with was this idea that all you got to do is search with us. You don't have to donate any money. It's free. It's easy. We don't require any of your information, like your email. Just do a search. And we will then donate 80% of those profits that we get from, like, if you click on an ad or whatever, that will go to charity. So it's a super free and easy way to help transform the world while still getting the same great results that you would normally get from any other search engine. So we hope you join our community so we can change the world with every search together. Today's episode is the heart of a champion, and we have a very special guest. Meryl Davis and Charlie White are the 2014 Olympic ice dance champions. Born and raised in the suburbs of Detroit, Meryl began ice skating lessons at the age of five, and by nine years old, she was teamed up with Charlie, and their journey together began. Off the ice, Meryl attended full-time public school, where despite being challenged with a learning disability, she excelled and graduated with honors. In particular, Meryl developed a fascination with science, literature, and foreign language. These interests, coupled with Meryl and Charlie's years of international travel for skating, inspired Meryl to pursue her degree in cultural anthropology at the University of Michigan. Meryl is a board member at the nonprofit Figure Skating in Detroit, which provides girls access to figure skating and programs that foster confidence, leadership, and a healthy lifestyle. Meryl is also the author of a brand new children's book entitled Moonwalk, Forever By Your Side. So let's get into it with today's guest, Meryl Davis. When I watch figure skating, like I always get super nervous because, mm-hmm. you know, you think about somebody or a team that have trained for so long, their whole lives, mm-hmm. and they get out there and man, just one little slip up, one like, you know, fall, a fall, anything like not even a fall, but mm-hmm. just you know, something with the, with your partner and there's so many things that can go wrong. It's such an interesting like microcosm of, of life, right? You prepare, you prepare, prepare, and then you get there and it's time. How is that? Like, take us through just a little bit, like what that was like, you know, 
you know, when you write, when you, that, that gold winning, you know, performance. And, I mean, what was going through your mind? Like, what do you think about? Cause it's like, obviously you, you can, you prepared for so long, but man, it's like all on the line. And there's like, there's not a lot of examples of that in life where it's just like, this is your one shot, you know? And it, what was that like? I mean, it must've, the pressure must've been insane, but like, what did it feel like? What did it, what did you go through? Oh, yes, it's it is stressful. Even even to just think back to to that mindset, and I think you use the word microcosm, which is so so um, on the nose. I think when you're in it and you're so committed to to you know those goals and and that world that you're existing in, it feels like everything is sort of existing in that space, and everything is riding on those those moments. Um, and I think particularly, like you said, for figure skating, but even more so ice dance where mistakes are less common than, you know, the other disciplines of figure skating. Um, a small slip up, a small, a small mistake can, made, mean, can make the difference between, you know, being at the top of the podium, making your lifelong dreams sort of a reality and come true. And just seeing those hopes and dreams just like fade away, just, you know, with a snap of a finger. And it's, it's crazy to think about. And I think that in so many ways, you have to, as an athlete, as a figure skater, you have to learn to accept that there's only so much within your control, but the things within your control, you have to embrace and, um, you know, embrace them wholeheartedly. And, and I think that when Charlie and I were working towards um, Sochi in 2014, um, and and before that, of of course, but we felt as though we left no stone unturned because we knew that that's all we could do was to prepare for the best to the best of our ability. Um, and whether it was a mistake or you know getting the flu the day before like the competition of your life, like whatever it is, there's so much that is not within your control, but to understand what you do have control over and. Um, do everything you possibly can, I think is is what we leaned into as as athletes. And um, that pressure is is <laughs> you know, i I remember in um, October of two thousand and thirteen, um September, October. So the Olympics were in the, you know our second Olympic Games were in February of two thousand and fourteen. I remember being at the rink at practice with Charlie in the fall the prior fall thinking I'm already so nervous about the Olympic Games in February. I can't even imagine how we'll feel as it gets closer or when we're there. Just because we, it felt as though there was so much riding on it. There was just years of, you know, our own efforts and, and the people around us and our families had put so much into it. And like you said, just one mistake, you know, it can all just slip away in, in the snap of a finger. Um, but just preparation and um yeah, and I think that also perspective, because I remember, you know, I, I said earlier that um, when I think we were, Charlie and I were maybe 12 or 13, we were sort of in the position to win this this competition as kids that was, you know, it was like the end all be all at that stage of our, our lives and our careers. And I, in the last maybe five seconds of our final performance of the competition, I fell and we ended up instead of um, ending up in first place as, you know, I think we were sort of expected to, we ended up in third place. And this was, 
you know, the U.S. championships. And, and at that stage of our careers, that was like the end all be all competition. And I was so upset. I was so disappointed. I was I was embarrassed and I was sorry to have sort of ruined that opportunity for Charlie as well. And I remember Charlie's grandfather, I was I was like crying um, backstage afterwards. I felt so badly. And Charlie's grandfather came up to me and said, um, why are you crying? Like, this isn't something to cry about. He said, you know, you have your family, you have your friends, everyone loves you. No one, you know, your family loves you. No one thinks any less of you for having made this mistake in sport. And so there are things to get upset about in life. There are things, you know, that warrant tears. This isn't one of them. This is just a mistake. And, you know, I, I remember I, I think that that lesson for me as a kid was so huge because while figure skating was really important to me, it was my dream. It was something I committed so much of my life to and, and so much time and energy. At the end of the day, my family and, and the people who were important in my life, you know, their opinions of me weren't going to change depending on what happened on the ice. And, and skating was just sort of ice, always icing on the cake. And so I think that dealing with that pressure, whether it was that, you know, competition when we were 11 or, you know, being at the Olympic Games, you know, working to stand on top of the podium, you know, years later, maintaining that perspective of at the end of the day, having, you know, the love of friends and family was was really all that mattered is, is what helped to maintain like the intensity of, of those very high pressure moments. Well, speaking of the podium, Meryl, you worked so hard your entire life to get on top of that podium and and win that gold medal. Was it everything that you ever dreamed of as a child? Yeah, I mean, I think that looking back now, the experiences in the lead up to those moments are really what I value most and and the relationships that I built along the way. And I think that you know, standing on the on top of the Olympic podium, you know, hearing the national anthem, it was, I remembered at that time, sitting on the floor in 1998, watching Tara Lipinski win her Olympic gold medal, and just thinking, wow, you know, that's the dream, that's, that's, wow, what a cool experience. And so then to be living it, you know, with Charlie after years of, of hard work and dedication was pretty surreal. But I would say the thing that meant the most to me then and, and now is getting to share those experiences with, you know, Charlie, you know, with whom, you know, we overcame so many obstacles over our years and years of, you know, working to pursue our dreams. And then to have my parents, you know, standing there sharing in that moment with us um, was just so tremendous. And, and just to reflect on the people who had supported us along the way was was what meant the most for sure. And, and I think too, um, we had made so many mistakes, you know, in practice and competition and, and, you know, of course not everything is perfect in, in pursuit of those moments. And I remember feeling that as we were heading into Sochi in 2014, I remember, I remember feeling so appreciative of the mistakes that we had made because it had informed our ability to approach those Olympic games the way that we wanted to. So the highs were great, the the successes were great, but the difficult times and the lessons we learned from those those challenges along the way really helped us to be in a place at that stage of our careers that we could approach this opportunity in the way that we needed to. And so to then 
be in that moment, celebrating that win, reflecting on the challenges and then overcoming those challenges, learning from them, and then being able to stand on top of the podium um, was pretty, was pretty special. So what were those biggest life lessons that you learned as an Olympian and how have they translated to everyday life for you? Hmm. So many. And it's, you know, it's interesting because I spent so much of my life as an athlete that it's very difficult to identify lessons that I learned that weren't somehow incorporated in, in the world of sport. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that for me, one of the most important lessons is just um, maintaining perspective. Um, because I will say that I, you know, I, I think that especially as a kid, when you idolize these these people, whether it's sort of in your field or just, you know, you know, anywhere really, um, you think that that success and that achievement is what gives those people value or makes them happy or makes their lives better. And I will say that, you know, I think it's important that um, I was not any happier necessarily being on top of the podium in Sochi in 2014 than I was standing in second place um, in 2010 at our first Olympic Games in Vancouver. And I think that for me, that's a really important lesson that I want to take forward into the rest of my life was um, it was about that feeling of working hard, feeling as though we had done everything we possibly could and taking pride in that more so than it was the, you know, the piece of hardware or, or the end result. Um, and I think it's so important to continue taking with us because so often we are looking towards what's next or like, how can we, what's next? Where can I grow to? Or like, what's my next goal or what's my next dream? And I think sometimes in doing so, we miss the opportunity to enjoy where we are at the time or, or that present moment. And um, I think that's something, that's a lesson that I really want to take with me moving forward. Because um, moments are fleeting, you know, and, and I think that enjoying them and, and being present um, is so important as opposed to always looking forward or looking for, you know, what's next or what what's better, what's around the corner. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think there are so many lessons, you know, to be learned from from those experiences that I had and for myself. But um, I think that for me, that is the most important is learning to be, learning to pursue, you know, happiness and fulfillment over, um, you know, obvious success. You have such a great perspective on it. And I think most people think, you know, when they're striving towards a goal, whatever that goal is, if I just get there, then mm -hmm. I'll be happy. And then it'll all mm -hmm. be worth it. And then my life will change magically. There'll be a mystical experience and I'll just, I will have arrived. Mm -hmm. And it's not true because, you know, either you don't achieve it. Um, and you're always regretting that you didn't ever get there or you do achieve it. And then you, the realization dawns on you that, well, this was like you just said, it's fleeting and then mm -hmm. it passes and it's like, okay, well, what do I do now? Um, so I think your perspective on it is so interesting and right on point because I mean, who else, you know, there's not that many people in the world you can talk to and say, um, no, you actually did it. 
you worked your whole life and you won a gold medal. I mean, that's like well, and to be the literally the best in the world yeah, at something is it. is remarkable. Yeah, and so for you to say, look, it's really about the journey and it's about the the friendships you made along the way and the love and the support. Mm -hmm. That's what you take forward, and that it's the sharing in that moment with them that really meant the most to you. It just shows like why you're not like you know. Well, you're not crazy and you're like you were able, <laughs> able to transition into like a, a, another part of your life which is successful and happy because you just kept that perspective i think it's so important for people to know uh, for everybody that like it's great to strive towards things but at the end of the day there are things that are out of your control and you just give it your best shot and you did that thank you yeah that means a lot and i think i think particularly now in this world of social media, it's so easy, and I certainly deal with this myself. I mean, it's so easy to look around and see they have this, or they're doing that, or look at their house, or look at their body, or look at their bank account, or their outfit, or like whatever it is. It's so, it's far too easy now to, to see other people's lives and think that like it will make me happy it would make me happy if i had this or if i did that or if i looked like this or you know all of these things and i think it's important to have these conversations because um the reality is i think it's the life you live in between along the way that makes you happy and 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 the the real moments as opposed to um you know checking things off the list or, or achieving things and um yeah, I think it's it's so difficult to remember these days, and and even you know, for me, um, even though I I had those experiences, um, I, and and that's why I admire what you guys are doing, and I think part of the beauty of of having these conversations is hearing other people's experiences, hearing their stories, and and remembering that. Um, you're not alone in feeling the way that you're feeling or experiencing the challenges or, you know, emotions that you, that you might be going through. So, yeah. And, and you're so right, Scott. I think you often, we think like, if I can just win that, I'll be happy. I'll be cool. I'll have value. I'll be da, 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 da. And then you get there and you think, mm, well, maybe like I'll set this new goal. And then when I get there, that will be true. Um, and um, yeah, I think, I think that, um, social media just in, unfortunately can so often enhance um, that experience. Absolutely agree. Scott said something to me uh, about a week ago that was really profound and, you know, relates to what you were saying about always looking. It was looking. only profound because I didn't actually come up with it. <laughs> well, <some laughs> just parroted it. I parroted it. But in the way that he related it back to, you know, my life and then how I internalized it meant so much to me. And, and I said to Scott, it was about, you know, what you were saying, always looking ahead and chasing these goals on the horizon. But we don't really spend enough time looking back and appreciating how far we've come. And it hit me when I was in my uh, hot yoga class and I'm on my mat. And I just heard Scott's voice in my head saying that. And I remember for me, like as someone who survived being trafficked and sexually assaulted and been through domestic violence and being in this place now where I'm truly happy and healthy and my pain and my trauma does not control me on a daily basis. 
and it's not ruining my present and destroying my future, but I'm turning it into a powerful way to help others. In that moment, when I heard Scott's voice in my head, I just was weeping on my mat. And I realized, wow, if I just look back a few years at this journey that I've taken and how far that I've come, I should be proud of myself. I'm, I'm this evolved human being who now is in this place where everything's okay. And I'm not afraid of these past traumas because I know that they can't hurt me now. And wow, like it's amazing if we all just stop and evaluate all the things that we've been through in our lives and look back and take a moment and be proud of that. And I don't think enough of us are doing that. We're constantly so hard on ourselves, our worst critics, judging ourselves, pushing ourselves towards the brink of, you know, physical and emotional exhaustion to just reach for things that maybe we'll achieve, maybe we won't. But then we're never satisfied instead of realizing the things we've already accomplished are so tremendous and there's value in appreciating them. Oh my gosh, Amy, that's so powerful. And I totally agree. It's so beautiful to hear you say that. And and I know the amazing work you do is is so inspired by, you know, some of the challenges that you face throughout your life. And I, I think that's that's so incredibly admirable and powerful to have turned these challenges and, and difficulties into um, something that you can work to improve the lives of others with. Um, so I, I'm, I commend you and I'm, I'm always in awe of the work that you do. And, and of course, you know, probably the most valuable is not necessarily the work you do with the world and, and with, you know, a, a larger community, but with your children and, and to be, you know, raising two wonderful kids, um, being informed by both the wonderful things and the challenging things that you faced in your life, and then to raise your children, um, having learned those lessons and to try to share, you know, your perspective with them is, is so powerful. Thank you so much. That means a lot. True Heart is brought to you by Tushy. Are you still wiping your butt with all that toilet paper you hoarded last year? How's that going for you? Let me introduce you to a new way to clean after you handle your business. Meet Hello Tushy. Tushy is the modern bidet that easily clips to any toilet and installs in just 10 minutes. Starting at just $99, Tushy sprays a precise stream of clean water and washes away all of that literal crap that toilet paper leaves behind. Upgrade your bathroom experience by going to hellotushy, T-U-S-H-Y dot com. That's hellotushy.com. Tushy saves the environment and reduces your carbon butt print. Tushy saves you money on toilet paper and Tushy saves your butt. Go to hellotushy, that's T-U-S-H-Y dot com. Stop wiping, start washing with Tushy. Can we talk about how obsessed we are with our Tushy? So... We got one I'm of these. With my tushy. <laughs> we got one of these during the pandemic, and it was after you waited online at um, Costco for like an hour. The zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I thought we were gonna have to fight off some zombies to get a few rolls of toilet paper for our family. I did. And I thought there has to be a better way. And there was. Yes, and the woman is always right, which feels good a little bit. But um, I've learned that the hard way. Since we got the tushy. It's just been transformational for our family. I was a little bit more skeptical than you were because my parents actually have a bidet at their house 
that they have never used, not once. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's like that Crocodile Dundee thing that was like next to it, like the full bidet. Yeah. And just, it, you, how do you even sit on that thing? So I was kind of like, I don't know if this will work, but once I, I was the one who installed it and it, it was easy. And once it was installed, I was like, this is legit a game changer. Yeah. I mean, it's been so beneficial for our kids, for us. You just feel like fresher, cleaner, healthier. You're not running around with like gunk in your butt all the time. It's super gross. But I will say this. If you use something like this, you use a tushy and then you clean yourself with water and then you go out or you have to use a bathroom where there is just normal dry toilet paper. You're, what are we in the dark ages? I mean, it literally feels horrible. Yeah, it's very strange. You're not going to want to like pee or do your business in a public restroom after using the tushy well, I at use home. bushes, people. <laughs> no, but seriously, the tushy is like legit. And we, we try to only have stuff on our podcast that we like really believe in personally. That's like, you know, a sustainable brand helping the world. And this is one of those things like... It's a no-brainer. No, so much less waste, so much less paper waste. And, and it's literally a thousand times more hygienic. So get down with it. You get will down not with be tushy. sorry. True Heart is brought to you by This Saves Lives. This Saves Lives is a ridiculously delicious food brand that gives back. Every single purchase sends life-saving food to a child in need. Co-founders Kristen Bell, Ryan Devlin, Todd Grinnell, and Ravi Patel launched This Saves Lives with a simple motto, buy a bar, feed a child, we eat together. Now with more than just bars, their products contain premium ingredients and are non-GMO, gluten-free, and kosher dairy. Their unique line of kids' products all contain one full serving of fruits and vegetables and are safe for school. To buy their ridiculously delicious snacks, head on over to thissaveslives.com. True Heart is brought to you by Half United. For over a decade, lifestyle brand Half United has been using fashion to feed people all over the world. To break the cycle of generational poverty, the community provides gainful employment to local artisans in vulnerable communities who create their handmade and sustainable products. For every Half United product purchase, seven meals are given to a child in need. Half United has donated over one million meals to date. Shop their beautiful jewelry, tees, handbags, and home accessories at halfunited.com and help fight global hunger. True Heart is brought to you by Brothers Meatballs. Say ciao to tradition and hello to your new favorite plant-based Italian bistro in Los Angeles, Brothers Meatballs. Brothers Meatballs was founded by brothers and food industry veterans Mauro and Sergio Corbia, who hail from the Isle of Sardinia, Italy. When they join forces with second-generation Italian chef Mark Middleman, their self-proclaimed brother from another mother, the concept for Brothers Meatballs was born. Moro was the founder and creator of Moro's Cafe inside Fred Siegel, a long-standing LA hotspot. Dissatisfied with the amount of plant-based dining options, reminiscent of the home-cooked meals their mother once made, the brothers were determined to create a menu so delicious it would appeal to herbivores and omnivores alike. Inspired by the food Mama so lovingly prepared for Sunday suppers, these meatballs are a modern take on a family classic. All menu items are 100% plant-based and made with Mama's secret ingredient, love. Angelinos can order lunch and dinner Wednesday through Sunday at brothersmeatballs.com.
True Heart is brought to you by Mountain. Mountain Co. is a hyper-sustainable clothing and media startup on a mission to abolish the fast fashion industry. They put the planet over profit, always. Manufactured in Portugal, using 100% organic, fair trade, and recycled materials, every product is designed to give back to the world. When you purchase one of their endangered collection tees, you are helping elephant sanctuaries across Thailand support conservation, sanctuary expansion, and education programs. Learn more at mountain.co. That's M-N-T-N dot C-O. We're having a blast talking with our friend Meryl Davis today. Don't forget to head on over wherever podcasts are found. Subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and a review. We appreciate all of you. Let's jump back into our chat with today's guest, Meryl Davis. Well, I love the mission of um, figure skating in Detroit. And it's such a girl power organization. And using figure skating to transform the lives of girls in communities of high need what are some of the takeaways that you've seen from working with these young girls of how their confidence has soared and how they're stepping into their own? What, what have you witnessed with these incredible transformations? Hmm. I think that one, well, one of the main reasons I'm so excited to support this organization and, and be a part of it is that it really uh, hones in on what I think is the most valuable um, you know, aspect of sport, which is learning sort of the power of your own possibility with the support of, you know, people around you and learning lessons around, along the way. And so one of the things we say with figure skating in Detroit is, you know, on the ice, as in life, you fall and you have to pick yourself back up. Um, you know, on the ice, it's literal. In life, sometimes, of course, it's literal, but more often than not, it's more figurative. And learning that you can pick yourself back up when you fall. Um, you know, and Amy, you're such a, an incredible example of that with, you know, the things that you were just chatting about with the the many very difficult challenges you've faced in your life to then be able to say, I can pick myself back up, make in, an incredible contribution to the lives of others. And in doing so, find myself fulfilled and happy along the way um, is so powerful. And, it, and that's what figure skating in Detroit is really about. You know, we are not necessarily looking to create Olympians. It's not about accolades. It's not about, you know, standing on top of podiums necessarily, but it's about realizing no matter, you know, whether you're falling, falling literally or figuratively with these tools, belief in yourself and a supportive community around you, anything is possible. You can pick yourself back up, keep going um, and, and sort of make your dreams come true. And um, that's why I really believe in figure skating in Detroit, because as an Olympian, as an Olympic medalist, it's not the medals that I value most, that I cherish most. It's not the moments like standing on top of podiums that have the most value to me, but it is the relationships I feel, the perspective and lessons along the way that are, you know, that I cherish most. And figure skating in Detroit really um, embraces that. And, and that's really the heart of, of the work that we do. That's absolutely beautiful. And we're cheering you on in the amazing way that you're transforming these young women's lives. And I know they're going to get so much out of working with you as a mentor. They're, they're really blessed. Thank um, you. Something else that you're doing off the ice, which is absolutely incredible that we have to share with the world, is this beautiful book, Moonwalk, Forever by Your Side. 
that you've written. And I have to say, Meryl, it's first of all, it's one of the most beautifully illustrated books that I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> and thank you. It helps when your husband's taller. Um, he's better at holding the book up. But, you know, it's become a favorite book in, in our home. And, you know, I think I mentioned to you that, you know, for me, when our son was born, there were, um, you know, a handful of books like Love You Forever and On the Night You Were Born that were just really about the bond between the parent and the child. And I'd be asked to come into preschool and, you know, read a book for Maxwell's class. And I would always pick one of these two books and I couldn't even get through it without weeping because I was just so touched. But it was communicating such a powerful message to children. And that's what you've done in this book. So I just want to share my favorite lines of the book because I think this is so beautiful, Meryl. You are never alone. I'm forever by your side to cherish your laugh or hold you as you cry. And I just love that because every night I know Scott and I do a good job of letting our kids know that no matter what, we love them and we will always be there for them. And we want them to feel that support that we are on their team for the rest of their lives. And that they're also a team too, as brother and sister, and that they're best friends and it's their, their, their beautiful responsibility to support each other in good times and bad. And I think it's so important to have books like Moonwalk Forever By Your Side that help teach kids that this is what it means to have this bond with your parents or with mm -hmm. your siblings that it really is this special forever love. So it makes me emotional talking about it, but I wanna know what inspired you to write this book um, and, and what you wanted to do in, in having an impact in the world. Because as you can see, I love it so much and I want everyone to read it. Thank you. Well, I can't tell you how much it means to me um, you know, to hear you talk about it and, and to share it with your kids. And it's still so surreal to me that um, this piece is is in people's homes and they're sharing it with their families. So thank you for saying that. And it really means so much to me. Um, I think that, I, I you know, even from a young age, I think I recognized how incredibly fortunate I was to have this unconditional love from my parents, whether it was just like everyday life or, you know, pursuing my dreams in skating. And I think it was really, it was very emotional for me growing up to realize just how special that was. And also, you know, it's, it's, it's rare as well, um, to, you know, to experience that, that unconditional love. And I wish that everyone could experience it. And I think that really experiencing that and, and having that in my life is, has been my greatest gift is, is knowing what it feels like to be loved unconditionally, to have that unconditional support. It was a part of my journey in skating, but more than anything, I feel that being able to share the value in that and the impact of, of that message from, you know, parents to children, grandparents to, you know, grandchildren or whomever it might be, is such an important message. And, and I was thinking, um, it, you know, I wrote it in the spring of 2020, you know, and, and, the world was going through so much. And I was speaking with my friends, um, you know, many of whom are young parents, young mothers in particular, talking to their kids about, you know, difficult topics and, and how to help kids understand 
um, you know, so many of these, these, these topics that are difficult to broach with young people. Um, and also what so many of my peers had faced. Just as an example, you know, in the gym gymnastics community, they've faced just such, um, you know, horrible tragedy, you know, really over the last, um, you know, we, and we've seen it um, in the media. And I think that while as parents, I imagine, as I said, I'm not a parent, you want to prepare your children to face any obstacle that may come their way, any challenge that may come you know, their way, you know, you want to prepare them for it, but you can't possibly, we can't possibly prepare our children for everything that will come their way in life. We can't possibly anticipate everything. And so to be able to really make sure that our kids understand, no matter what you're facing, you can come to me and my love is unconditional and I will be here for you and you're not alone in facing, you know, the many challenges that are, you know, just a part of life. I think is is so important. I know it's been just hugely valuable in my own life. And so to be able to, you know, write the piece and hopefully sort of share um, the opportunity for parents and their kids to have some time together and just really um, make sure kids understand that that this is, um, you know, this is there for them. You know, that unconditional love is, is there for them no matter what it is they're facing. Um, and continue to be a reminder as kids learn and grow and face different challenges throughout the course of their lives um, is just something that I felt strongly about sharing. Um, yeah, and I, and I think just because it was such a part of my life, I, I feel so fortunate to be able to, you know, kind of spread that message. Well, it's a truly beautiful book and I hope everyone who has kids- Animation is amazing too, by the way, just the whole package. Beautiful. Thank you. I yeah. really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I should say my wonderful illustrator, um, Evgenia Kopenikova, um, lives in Siberia. And so we were actually working on this digitally as we were quarantining sort of on opposite ends of, of the globe. And, you know, she was quarantining in Siberia and I was here in Los Angeles. And so um, she just, you know, as you said, Scott, like I, I love the illustrations and, and she deserves all the credit for that. So well, so I was really great. lucky to have found a, found a great partner in her. Great team effort. It's a beautiful book. I hope everyone will buy it for their kids, their grandkids, and get Absolutely. to just enjoy the experience of connecting with that special child in your life and making them realize that, um, you know, as a parent or grandparent, you're always going to be there for them. So um, we've got one final question. Scott, I'll, I'll kick it off to you. Uh, well, it's simple. Uh, complex but simple uh what would you like your legacy to be you know mm. what did all encompassing you know mm. all the things that you've done what would you want to share with people or you know just have people remember about you? oh thank you wow that what a powerful question um i just want to be a good person <laughs> you know and i think that legacy is an interesting thing because in a way it infers at least in my mind some, something grand right and one of the things that i've learned through my experience skating is it's often the small sort of personal um human connection that other people don't see um that no one's applauding for no one's 
you know, it's not a performance, people aren't standing up for it, that really mean the most. That's what means the most to me. And and I think that for me, um, just being a good person and, and um, you know, hopefully having those, embracing those human connections and those relationships that mean the most um, is, is what I want to embrace as, as my, my sort of legacy. One of the most beautiful things about you is that you, you dedicated your life to something and you became the best, but you're not focused on the medal. You're focused on the lessons you learned along the way. And you, you really show the appreciation for the people that helped get you there, who loved you and supported you. And you're such an inspiration to millions of people. And I think especially, you know, and it makes me emotional thinking about it, but we didn't have, at least when I grew up in the 80s, there were not a lot of women who achieved this incredible success, broke through the the glass ceiling that we could look up to, you know? And so I loved Wonder Woman, the TV show with Linda Carter, because she was just this badass, fierce woman. And I didn't see a lot of those growing up. And so... To have a Meryl Davis for like our daughter to grow up and admire and to say, wow, this is someone who, yeah, transcends sports, but just someone who is a good person, who is revered as one of the best in what she did, but more than on the ice, off the ice. Look how she's paying forward these blessings and helping girls in Detroit, learning how to skate but also how to apply these lessons that you've learned to literally transform their lives like that is your legacy and you're living it now and i think for so many people they wait until they're dead or you know they're in the sunset years of their lives to start figuring out how can i leave my mark and you're just getting started and it's the most beautiful thing to see we're grateful for all the times you've given your time and talent to team up with us for good causes. And we want to continue to do that with you because you're just such an amazing human being. And we just feel so blessed to have you in our lives. And we know that you're going to continue to go on and inspire so many young women. Thank you. That means so much. Thank you, guys. It really it means so much to me. And I appreciate you. I feel the same way about you guys. And uh, I can't wait to follow along with your podcast and and hear so many, your perspective um, coupled with the amazing stories of, of the, the guests you'll have. So congratulations on this exciting journey. And thank you so much for including me. We are so grateful to our friend Meryl Davis for being with us today and sharing her inspiring story. She is a true champion on and off the ice. Yeah, Meryl, you rock. Thanks for joining us. Uh, And hey, listen, if you had a good time, if you liked the show, head on over to wherever podcasts are found, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review because, hey, um, we appreciate it. And if you like the show, show some love. Um, Thank you. Yes, and we'd love to have you join our True Heart community. So start changing the world with every search at trueheart.com. And keep it locked here because we have another amazing episode for you next week. We have a season filled with incredible guests. So keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you again next time and have a great week.